are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm Rose Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. And by the way, you know, happy Wednesday's hump day. Just a few more days of the weekend. It's almost there. Hang in tight. The end is near for the work week. But we're glad you're here with us at Lockdown Spurs to get to work on covering your San Antonio Spurs. What are we talking about today? Becky Hammond. I get it. Look, I get a lot of comments on the social media like, why are you talking about Becky? It's always about Becky. Well, because she's a hot topic right now. And she continues to be a hot topic because of what happened recently with the Blazers. We're going to get into what reportedly the Blazers uh, had to say regarding the decision why they passed on Becky. A little game of buy and sell. Will Hardy's in the news. And uh, maybe looking at what the Spurs need this offseason. To help me out is the 100% fully recovered, back on his feet, Michael Jimenez of ESPN San Antonio. Michael, welcome back. Yeah, man, I am fully recovered. I am back. It is awful being sick. You know, I hadn't been sick in like a year and a half. And um, yeah, so it kind of came out of nowhere, man. But beware if you go to water parks because that water in there is nasty. And uh, that's what got me sick. (laughs) Man, man. Uh, So you just, I mean, obviously you just said right now I got a water park. But it wasn't like a flu or anything. It was just, I guess, bacteria or something, right? Yeah. So I went to the Great Wolf Lodge uh, out in Grapevine. I had a fantastic time. I love it over there. It's an indoor water park for kids and uh in the water for 12 or 13 hours straight pretty much and uh came back home and i was like man i don't feel so good and uh yeah. they basically said i had bacteria in my ears and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it messed with my equilibrium and i couldn't couldn't stand very much and uh yeah. it just it just got all clogged up and uh it's like a massive massive case of swimmers ear uh but uh it, it kind of broke me down and uh so I was out of pocket there. I had to miss work for a few days because it got yeah. so bad. I was hoping you're going to tell me that through the bacteria, you gained some superpowers. Uh, like some car- comic book hero, you know, and then just came <laughs> out of it, you know, with shooting laser beams out of your fingertips, something like that. All right. Well, maybe next time. Now, I'm still waiting for that radioactive spider to bite me. One day is going to yeah. bite me. One day is going to bite me. But until then, let's dive into some business. Oh, and quickly, by the way, make sure to follow uh, Michael on Twitter right now. He's a good follow at uh, 210 Fantasy God, and he is the co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio, Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Let's dive right into this. So a little game of buy and sell. Look, on on Michael's show, the Sports Grill, they have the uh, grill it or chill it. I can't get that creative, so I have to do something really routine, which is buy and sell. So we're going to do that right now. Michael, Becky Hammond is, is back in the news. Unfortunately, she did not get the Portland gig. That went to Chauncey Billups. I know Spurs fans kind of divided, you know, hey, you know, is it good news or bad news? You know, that she's staying, but not really. You know, she didn't get the job. Nevertheless, though, reportedly from a Bleacher Report, uh, they revealed why the Blazers passed on her. And it basically summed up, Michael, was this. That apparently they reached out uh, after the uh, interview to kind of get a feel for, you know, checking references, for example. And supposedly within the Spurs, as they say, San Antonio figures, they said the background on Hammond was not nearly as complimentary that uh, when it came to the uh, day-to-day coaching re- responsibilities, 
What you make it more interesting, Michael, is that according to Bleacher Report, they said that that same sentiment within San Antonio is echoed throughout the entire league that in a nutshell, that she's maybe not that good. Are you buying or selling this report? This is one of the hardest things to talk about. Okay, I'm going to sell it. And I'm not going to sell it because I'm a Becky Homer. Uh, I'm going to sell it because I don't think people realize how difficult it is going to be to have a woman as a head coach in the NBA. Not just Becky Hammond, just in general. Yeah. Uh, there are forces here that are going to prevent that from happening. And I hope that a team, you know, all it takes is one, right? All it takes is for one team mm -hmm. to take that chance. Right. But you've heard of the good old boy system. You know, you've heard of nepotism. You've heard of different types of, of ways that get people to where they are at the top. And she's, she's battling a force there that, or forces, should I say, that, um, are strong and entrenched. And mm -hmm. I would say this though, the reason why I would sell it is this. If she is that bad, if she is not a good coach, if, if she is not on a day-to-day, -day, you know, holding her weight out there as, as, as a member of the, of, of the mm -hmm. Spurs organization, why is she still employed by the Spurs? Why has she is still on the bench after seven years? Explain right. me that either the Spurs just are doing a PR stunt by having her. Or they are um, basically allowing a bad coach to be on staff, or this was all just nonsense being thrown out there. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I, I was just saying. You know, someone's lying. So who is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. You look at the report, and on the face of it, you you look at it, and you're like, that's not the Spurs. The Spurs try to pump up their uh, players or coaches or internal staff. You know, they're all about advancing. They're all about getting better. Look at the last time um, uh, the Spurs, you know, well, Bob, Boban Marjanovic, remember he wanted to stay in San Antonio. Pop ushered him out saying, no, what are you doing? Go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. Go get your money with the Pistons. Um, you see that a lot, you know, at least on the player side, that they, they want these guys to get the money they can, find a better situation for themselves. They were okay with, with uh, waving LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, they came to an agreement. It just seemed counterproductive to what the Spurs stand for. You know, I just, it was hard for me to believe that San Antonio figures within the organization would say that about her. Now, they're talking about the league. Okay, that's different. Those are from people from the outside looking in. But internally, I find that hard to believe. You look at Pau Gasol. Uh, years ago, he did an interview with GQ Spain, and he had nothing but glowing remarks for Becky. And the players outside of the Spurs just applaud her and what she does. Do, do do I sense a little bit of a PR spin here by the Blazers simply because Billups has not been received well by fans and he has a little bit of a checkered past? Yeah, so I, I think about it this way. You're right in the, in the sense that there have been glowing remarks from people when they leave the Spurs. And you're right, Pop builds up people. Mm -hmm. He gets them to better places. Um, when was the last time you heard of a leak within the Spurs organization? Yeah, rare. To the media. Yeah. This is the most tight-lipped organization in the NBA. And because of that, I have a hard time buying that that not only one person was going to leak this out, but there were going to be multiple sources mm -hmm. within the Spurs who said something bad. Someone's lying, and I'm going to go ahead and say that it's probably lying from the West Coast. Yeah, and... and 
they, they, they got it. They got, I don't know if you've seen this, and I think I shared it with you, but the moment it was announced officially on the Blazers social media, like, for example, their Twitter, yeah. I, I let everybody know, go check out the comments. The fans are livid. And Michael, some of the, well, not some, but most of them wanted Becky to have the gig, Michael. I agree. I agree. And, you know, the whole thing about it is Damian Lillard coming out saying that, hey, this was the guy that I wanted. That is the star of the team. You know, we're, we're taking a look at other sports where the star can sometimes make or break a coach, whether on the way out or on the way in. You know, Aaron Rodgers wants more say in Green Bay. So the Trailblazers obviously may have looked at Damian Lillard and said, we don't want to lose you. We want to keep you. We want to keep you happy. Who do you want? And apparently he came back out and said that he wanted to have uh, Chauncey Billups. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I get that. Um, but to, that's all you had to say. That is all you had to say. Hey, Dame wanted Chauncey Billups. End of story. But then to go back and say, oh, well, uh, it's because the um, he, she interviewed very well, but we did this background check on Becky Hammond and all that stuff. Right. As if they don't know if she's a good coach or not. Today's episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. But Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the NBA, the league, whichever sport you want. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. I'll be joining uh, soon, so uh, once I get started, I'll let you know. Go download the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link to Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL, whichever group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app. I'll let you know once Locked On Spurs Room is live. Download Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. You know what I'm saying? I mean, coaches know the players and the players know the coaches. And that's all you really need to know. You know, that's all you really have to, to go by. And uh, I, you're right. It, it could very well be a PR spin. But what a damaging PR spin mm-hmm. that would be. Not only are you demeaning a, uh, another coach, uh, but you're demeaning the, uh, a female coach who was in line potentially to be the first female head coach in the NBA. Right. I mean, that's a double, that's a double whammy right there. Um, Are, it's, just, it's I want to ask you, I want to ask you something really quick. Okay. You know, we were looking at the side of it where the report said that within San Antonio, they said X, Y, and Z, which was not complimentary. But are if we're taking this as truth, and we have no reason to doubt the report, but what about the point that it said outside of the Spurs, just in the league in general, that sentiment was shared? Are you buying that portion of the report? Yeah, I can buy that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, haters are going to hate. It, it's just <laughs> one of the. It, it's just one of those things where, like I said, it's on the outside looking in. Uh, the the Spurs very much have been kind of a coaching family on it. I mean, if 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 that person that they're talking about was Emi Yudoka, or if it was another former Spurs coach saying that mm-hmm. then you know there's a lot of weight that would be 
given to right. that. But if it's, you know, some random assistant coach for the Houston Rockets or some random coach or scout for the Washington Wizards, then I really don't put much stock into it. Yeah. I look at it this way. Again, if she was a bad coach and not doing her job, would Greg Popovich keep her on the bench for seven mm-hmm. years? Right. No. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, like, right, like he? you're um, – exactly. He has standards. And, and look – um the the product the coaching products that he put his puts out there they're pretty pretty good and I get why Blazers fans reacted that way to Billups because if you just look at the two coaches when well, technically now you know, he's a coach he's assistant coach with the Clippers um, you put Hammond versus Billups who has the more, who has more experience who has experience I and mean, I know it's a different level I get it but leading a summer league team to a championship out in Vegas years ago. Who right. has been at the side of Popovich since 2014? Who has been a head coach in a game? Pac- Becky can say that, that she has at least one game, you know, maybe two, you, you know, over uh, pa- over uh, Billups in that regard. I, I think she even coached a little bit in the, uh, in the bubble last year, if I'm not mistaken. So let's just put it this way. She has more head coaching experience in the NBA than Billups. You get why the Blazers react, the fans reacted like, what are you doing? You picked the wrong candidate. But, Michael, this is a setback in her journey to becoming a head coach. Whether it be in San Antonio or not, do you still believe she will be the next in line after Popovich? Is this kind of one of those silver lining things that, okay, maybe it didn't work out in Portland? It's looking like it's not going to work out in Orlando with reports saying that Penny Hardaway is ahead now. you think this could be a silver lining for San Antonio's organization? No, not necessarily. And I hate to say it that way because, you know, one thing that Pop did not do last year was name a head assistant coach. Mm-hmm. So unless she is named that, I won't buy it yet. And that's the thing is that, you know, she has been on the bench. And remember, when she first came on the team, she wasn't on the front part of the bench. She was on the second row yeah. and then kind of made her way that. up. And, mm-hmm. and and she's making her way up because people are going off and, and doing bigger and better things within the NBA. And they're graduating from from Pop's tree and and, and making their way to head coaching and, and front office gigs elsewhere. So you would think that that would make her rise up through the ranks. But last year... Uh, the Spurs did not name a uh, a head assistant coach. And I wonder if they're going to do that this year. So is this something, is she next in line? I would hope so. You know, because, you know, she is 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 a San Antonio person. You know, we've, we've raised her. We've watched her grow. Right. And the only people that it matters to in the, in, in, in the Spurs organization would be the players. If the players want her, I think that, that there's a lot to be said about that. But, you yeah. know, going back to like Chauncey Billups and whatnot, you know, an assistant coach for one year with the Clippers, uh, you know, he did, you know, lead a, a team to a title back in, what was that, 2004? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there has been, oh, there, are, there will always be star players that jump ahead of assistant coaches, not because Becky's female, but other assistant coaches. There are other mm-hmm. quality assistant coaches around the NBA who are waiting for their chance like Yudoka was before the Celtics hired him. The the thing about it is, is that star players sometimes just jump to the front of the line. You know, you see the success that Steve Nash has had. You know, uh, I mean, even Ty Lue, who hired Chauncey Billups, right? I mean, former mm-hmm. player as well. 
So there, there are two tracks to becoming a head coach in the NBA. One is going to be former player, former star player, and the other track is going to be assistant coach slash maybe from time to time star college coach that tries to make their right. way in. So there's two different tracks that are going on there. I think it would have been a little bit more devastating, to be honest with you, if Becky had been passed over for an assistant coach at another team. Mm-hmm. But being passed over by for a by a star player who is also an NBA champion, who was also championed by the star player of that team in Dame Lillard, right. I, I think the writing was on the wall that that she wasn't going to get the job at that point. Uh, I don't understand why the backstab move on the way out uh, of her was was warranted, and and I honestly don't even think it's very legitimate as well. Yeah, I, again, look. You look at the situation that was in Portland now, it's behind her now. And she had the endorsement of one of the owners, Judy Allen. Yeah. Uh, reportedly, you know, she came out and, and was giving uh, Becky a vote of confidence and her, her tip of the cap. So if the owner, the owner of the team can see something in Becky, you know, but the star player wants Billups, you know, okay, fine. Maybe you can understand it. Maybe there's a little division within the team, you know, of who will be the next. But you're right. You're absolutely right, Michael. You didn't have to take this route of, well, she didn't, you know, her, our background check did not check out on her that apparently she's not good after all. You know, that, that, that was a little bit too much there. You could, you could just simply say n- nothing. Just don't say anything. Just say we went with Billups. That's it. Mm-hmm. You don't, you can even take that route. Don't say anything and don't, don't put this out. No, look again, now, you know, now, uh, can I ask you a question real fast? Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. Um, if you're doing background checks and this person knows within the Spurs organization that they're gonna that they that she is interviewing for positions elsewhere for a head coaching position, I mean they would know that that phone call is coming or that mm-hmm. Zoom meeting is coming, right? Don't you think that if 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 they were part of the sports Spurs organization and and they were being honest with her, they would say, hey, you know, we don't think you're ready. You, maybe you shouldn't right. be interviewing for these positions. Yeah, that's why I don't. That's why I don't buy it. Right. You're, you either because to believe the story, you either have to believe that Pop uh, doesn't have any standards for who's the assistant coach and isn't demanding anymore. You'd have to believe mm-hmm. that the Spurs organization has multiple people who would leak this to a, to a um, this particular story to a media outlet. You'd have to believe. That that the people supporting her or or her supposed supporters within the organization uh, would not defend her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there, there's a there's a lot that you'd have to believe uh, or have to buy in to believe that this story would be accurate. Right, and look, kudos to her. You know, I think if if, if the Spurs go with uh, that mantra of um, you know chipping away at the rock and then she's doing her job. I think she'll look back at this experience and be like, that was just part of my journey. That's what it took for me to become a head coach. Again, whether in San Antonio or not, that this is just part of her path. Now, I do believe that she'll land a head coaching gig somewhere. Somewhere. I think that'll happen. But it just takes one. You're absolutely, yeah, it just takes one. But it, that's the point. Which team is going to be that one? Because let's, let's, just, let's just pretend. Let's just say that year one, Becky head coach at you know, at, at uh, whatever NBA team it is, it doesn't pan out right. What if she really isn't? A, uh, she isn't ready. Are you going to be that team that's going to fire her? Are you going to be that team that's going to, uh, you know, take that 
a stance with her? Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They got nine delicious flavors, including the limited time flavor. And those flavors include coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. The list goes on and on. There's something for everyone. Look, if you cannot decide which flavor you want, I get it. It's a lot of good choices out there with BuiltBar.com. You can get yourself a mix box. That's right. Built Bar has a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Now, most of those flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. You can do that by going to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get yourself 15% off at well, on your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With the baseball season in full swing, you can track all the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. So don't go sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts use promo code locked on. I, I asked myself the question of all the teams in the NBA, how many would legitimately give her a shot? You know, because I don't think, you know, there's some teams that won't. The, the Lakers won't, the Clippers won't, yeah. the, the Knicks won't, the Nets won't, you know, and then the, you have some teams that have coaches that are pretty in, well entrenched in there you know miami is not going to move off from their coach and whatnot so you kind of just mm-hmm. do a process of elimination of it all and I, and I honestly think there's maybe only 14 to 16 teams that will legitimately give her a shot and mm-hmm. then you go to the next layer which is how many would give her the shot and and believe in her for more than just one season and that probably mm-hmm. gets narrowed down to about eight teams uh hopefully the spurs being one of them uh, mm-hmm. but it's going to take the right type. What I don't want is for her to take a head coaching position that would be wrong for her. Mm-hmm. You know, Portland probably would have been a pretty decent spot for her. They have a star mm-hmm. player, they have a really good fan base. Uh, they have a, a wealthy owner. It would have been a good spot for her. Uh, but there's certain organizations out there that I think would not be good fits for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, fortunately for her, Orlando seemingly is looking to beyond her. And Penny, I think that would have been a bad spot for her. I mean, that, that team is really in rebuild mode. I mean, you think the Spurs are in rebuild mode? Go check out Orlando right now. You look at the the the, the Spurs coaching situation, and um, it also makes sense for her just to, you know, if they choose that path for her to be uh, following Pop's footsteps, that's going to be a hard job to fill. Whether you're Becky or whether you're somebody from the outside in, or internally, you know, maybe what doesn't back you. They go with Mitch Johnson, for example, or Darius Sungaila. Yeah, he's on the Spurs coaching staff. Um, regardless, if what better person to follow in those huge footsteps than somebody's been with him since 2014, Michael? Agreed. I mean, I mean, the Spurs talk about culture all the time, and 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 if you are hiring somebody outside of San Antonio, well, then that culture becomes a new culture. Right, so uh, you you have somebody in Becky who's who's paid her dues within the organization, 
uh, has started from the bottom and has risen up uh, within the assistant coaching ranks there with the team, uh, has become coveted or at least intrigued, uh, intriguing by other teams. Uh, so that being said, yeah, I, I would hate for someone to be outside of the San Antonio system. Now, if they were to bring back somebody, you know, let's say that Pop retires two years from now and they bring back mm -hmm. Ime Yadoka, or they bring back just somebody who's been part of the, the Pop family tree, well, that's, that's a different story, right? Uh, but if they bring in Bill Self or they bring in, right, uh, yeah. you, you know, somebody like that, then it's not Spurs culture anymore. It's, it would basically be a rebirth or or a restart yeah. of a new culture. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of uh, Spurs assistant coaches, let's go transitioning to another one. That is Will Hardy. By now, everybody knows that he is leaving San Antonio and he is joining Ime up in Boston. He'll be part of his assistant coaching staff. You know, you look back at lost uh, assistant coaches that have really, really been kind of a, a gut punch. You look at, um, you know, Budenholzer for a time. You look at maybe to a degree Messina. Mm -hmm. But Will Hardy, this is a kid that is on the rise. At his point in his career, he was already getting looks and interviews with NBA teams and Knicks, for example. Michael, why do I feel this is a big blow to the Spurs this offseason? As of right now, this has been the biggest blow. It very well may be. Um, you know, we talked about, well, what happens if Pop retired and they passed on Becky? Well, mm -hmm. if they had said, no, Will Hardy uh, was the head coach, I, I probably would have been okay with it. You know, he's been with the team for yeah. for 10 years. Uh, so it, it's pretty interesting because you, you take a look at the, the rotation of assistant coaches that Pop now has. I mean, not only did he lose, you know, Will Hardy, but I mean, just, I mean, it just seems like every year, there is mm -hmm. one or two that, that are leaving. Uh, I mean, Tim Duncan stayed for just one year for crying out loud. Right. So, so that being said, you know, this is a mainstay within the team. You take a look at the Spurs young core who've only been in the league for between two and five years. Well, Will Hardy was with, has been in their, their lives, their entire NBA career. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Also with the, with the development with Austin and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it is a big blow. And that's when I type, you, you kind of turn a look at Becky again and go, okay, is she the lead assistant coach now? Is, mm -hmm. is, can, can we name her that now? Because I don't think like Chip England's going to be that because he's just known as the shooting doctor for the team. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it, it is a big deal. It, it's, it's a big part of, of uh, longevity that he has there uh, within the team. But I, as a Spurs fan, I'm just taking the opinion of, of wanting to know what exactly is the two, three, five-year game plan for Pop. I mean, just tell us. Mm -hmm. You know, just, to, just tell us. The GOATs always tell us. I mean, you've seen Tom Brady say, yeah, I'm going to play. I want to play until I'm 45. You know, and, and, and we see that we see coaches say, yeah, I've got about two or three more seasons in me. But when it comes to pop, we played this ongoing game and we'd had this ongoing game with Tim, Tony and Manu was, man, is this, is this their last season? Is this their last season? And we went into every season mm -hmm. just kind of not knowing. And again, then going into the last month of the season going, wow, this might be the last time we see Tim might be the last time we see Tony. Why are we doing that from a coaching standpoint? I don't get that. You know, I mean, 
What's well, the point? Right. Uh, I was going to ask you. I, I think it is. You're right. I, I agree with you there. Um, you know, what is what is the big secret? You know, we know that Pop's time at the NBA is coming down, you know, to the light of the end of the tunnel, so to speak. It's going to happen either right now or at least in the next couple of seasons. It's going to happen. But what is wrong with a succession plan, as you talked about? What is exactly. wrong with with if you're going to leave your job and say, like, hey, I'm putting in my two-week notice. Y'all can find somebody. It's, that, it's like the equivalent of that. It's, hey, I'm going to be give, I'm giving up my seat in uh, the next uh, couple of seasons, two-week notice. Um, go find yourself somebody who can fill my shoes. All right. Well, it's Becky. You know, or will at that time, you know, or somebody else on the bench or outside the family, regardless. I don't see the big deal list. I think if anything, it's just the Spurs way. They're just vaulted. They're just vaulted. You know, you, you see a lot of Spurs fans react to me and they're like, you know, you 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 can't find this. You can't find you work with them and everything. They, that's just how they operate. They're just tight lipped. Look at what happened. Pop was the one that revealed that LMA uh, was going to be bought out. It wasn't Yahoo Sports. It wasn't Warchanowski. It was pop. That should sum up to you exactly how tight-lipped they are. If they're going to be tight-lipped about player movement or roster or whatever's going on in the, around the team, they're going to be quiet with pop, Michael. I'm not surprised that if this is the approach they're choosing, that so far we haven't heard a peep yet. But at what age do we actually you know, look at this and think to ourselves, man, they, they need to be just straight up with us. I mean – yeah. I'm taking a look at right now at the ages of the NBA coaches last year. Greg Popovich was eight years older mm-hmm. than the second oldest NBA coach last right. season, which was Dwayne Casey. So I know they're tight-lipped, and, and and I understand that that's kind of the Spurs' way of of you know keeping everything close to the vest and whatnot. And and I don't know if that's because it's a culture thing or it's because um, you know, they don't want to be called out. I mean, it's not like local media is ever going to call them out. Um, that, that's just not the way that, that local media, local mm-hmm. media does, doesn't attack the Spurs for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't. I mean, there was a time though. I don't know if you remember years and years ago, there was a time when they was, was be- dragged it, bad. It was before pop. It was before I mean, pop. Yeah. It, it was brutal. Yeah. So, so that being said, you know, I'm I'm just looking at this saying, like, you're. I think you're right, man. You know, we need to have some sort of understanding of is there a succession plan and who is that going to be? It, I mean, it's not unheard of to say, hey, look, I'm going to be here for two more years. We're grooming this person to be the next head coach. I mean, the players do that. You know, the the the, the players will oftentimes say how many years they have left. Uh, I'm just looking at it right now, and uh, I don't want to see a 74, 76-year-old Greg Popovich on the sidelines. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want the last five to six years of his career to be him missing the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the only thing that he has to play for right now is what, the all-time leader and in career wins yeah, for, for the wins, regular yeah. season? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he does a... But, but even even then, he, he doesn't put value in those type of stats. At least that's what he says. That, you he know, says. when you give him the coach of the year award, you know, he kind of just waves his hand and moves on. But um, why keep coaching? I mean, look, you, you look at his life right now, you know, his personal life, you know, he doesn't, you know, he went through the tragedy of losing his yeah. wife, you, you know, there's that, you know, maybe he just wants to stay busy. What if it's as simple as that? What if he just wants to stay busy? 
What if he just doesn't, he's not ready to settle down, you know, and just kind of live life now? What, I mean, he's a grown man. He can do what he wants. You know, what Brad just Stevens go, go, to the, go to the front office? Go to the front office like Brad Stevens did. I mean, I, I don't well, see he, he 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 definitely been there, done that. You know, before he became a head coach, he was general manager. Yeah. I so don't know. This he is... can say I done that. I, look, I, I but I get I get the your frustration. I, I get it. I get it. You know, like what are we doing here? You know, who knows? Maybe you know this offseason they'll surprise us, and Pop will say, you know what? I just finished uh, you know Tokyo Games. The summer games are over. We have training camp uh, coming up in a few months. By the way, this is it. I think I think that's how it'll happen. I think that's exactly how it. If we were to say uh, after after uh, this off season and going into next season, I think that's exactly how it pan out. But you know, circling back to Will Hardy though, before we get off track here, or we did get off track with him, <laughs> you know, he, you know, if you know, I I told the, my you know colleague at the Locked On Network, Locked On Celtics, you know. Boy, y'all got a good one. Young, bright, already sought after. You know, he's been through that Popovich system, the Spur system. He's joining another former Spur player and coach, Ime, on that bench in Boston. I mean, Boston's doing a bang of job. Ime's swinging for the fences right now, and he's bringing in the talent that he needs and a young coach like Hardy. Um, so, yeah, kudos to you, Boston. Uh, we'll miss you, Will. You know, we, you know, he got some coaching experience this past year. You know, he he led the team, you know, in a few games here and there. But nevertheless, though, you look at the uh, Spurs. Obviously, there's going to be some changes right now through their coaching staff. Let's talk about the roster now, Michael. Look at the roster. We know what's going on with this team. We know they need bigs, and we know they need three point shooting. If you had to triage what they need right now. A big or shooters from beyond the arc, not mid-range shooters. We know they got those a lot of those in, in droves. What would you say if you're in that room with the Spurs, Brian Wright, and say, you know what? I want you to do this first. What does Michael Jimenez want the Spurs to address? The big situation or the three-point shooting? That is a very, very, very difficult question to, right? to, to, to yeah. look at. Um, and I, I honestly think at the end of the draft, which is now in four weeks away, uh, I think Spurs fans are going to be upset either way. There's just so much talent in the draft this year. You know, they can go after a shooter. You know, you know, you can go after a Moses Moody if he's available or a Book Knight. Um, you can go after a Corey Kispert. I know the Spurs have, have interviewed him as well, right? Mm-hmm. You can go after big guys. We have Isaiah Jackson, you know, Alperen Sengun, or you can go after the multi-dimensional players like a like a Josh Giddy uh, or you can go after projects like Kai Jones. You know, there's so many different ways that you can go about doing it and I and there's no wrong way of looking at it. I would look at it this way. What is easier to get in free agency? And I think in free agency it's easier to get a shooter. And mm-hmm. I I you can go after uh, a Norman Powell type of player. You can go after uh, a McDermott, you can go after these types of shooters and attract them with money. So I think it'd be better for the Spurs to go after uh, either a a center type player or somebody who's a multi-dimensional player who can play three mm-hmm. positions and can do a variety of different things. Kind of like uh, a Draymond Green player, right? Like in that mold. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. Just, just somebody who can play the three, four, five, or the two, three, four. 
mm-hmm. know, and there are a lot of players in the draft right now who can do that. Uh, so I would, I would basically say, I would hope the Spurs would draft a big or draft somebody who, who like a giddy who can play multiple positions or defend multiple positions mm-hmm. and then just go after the shooters uh, uh, via free agency. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, but if I had to, whether it be free agency or draft or whatever, they got to get the job done to get it done. I'm looking at three point shooting, just how vital it is for uh, to survive in this league. I mean, I mean, you don't need more proof than what happened to the Spurs last year, getting bombed, you know, like crazy by Utah, you know, or pick another team that probably went crazy. I, I just think three point shooting is such such a premium right now and all teams need at least a pair a pair of guys you know we, we used to talk about you know, uh, you know getting just three players together three all-star players I think the Spurs need three really good three-point threats I mean we're at that right. point you know we'll start with there um you know we don't know if Patty be back but if Patty does come back then okay fine you know he's there you know he's gonna knock down his threes we get that uh but you're looking at the rest of the crop. You're like, you're hoping Vassell gets better. You hope that Lonnie gets better from three. You hope that DeJounte gets better from long range. I, I you know, th- these little projects, I, the Spurs can't afford these projects anymore, Michael. I don't think they can. They cannot draft so-and-so, so-and-so from Yugoslavia and then draft and stash them anymore. No, they got to find players that can help right now, Michael. And that's why I say, well, if that's you're going to draft, yeah, go ahead. Well, that's why I, you know, you look at players like Corey Kispert. You know, when it was announced that the Spurs had, had, um, you know, interviewed him, there were some people online who were like, well, "No, pass on him. He's not a star player." But if you're just going at it and and the Spurs are coming at it saying, "We think we have the star players. We just need shooters," and they were to go after a a, a Corey Kispert or a Franz Wagner, those are two players who are not going to be stars in the NBA, but they're going to be solid, solid role players. But what can they bring? They can shoot. Mm-hmm. Devin Vassell can shoot. And it's one of those things where if they went after that, that those types of players and said, hey, look, we're just going after shooters, then I'd be okay with it. I'd be absolutely okay with it. Uh, it, it is difficult for the Spurs to look at a project player. That's why I kind of had a, a difficulty wanting to to, to endorse the Spurs going after a Kai Jones type of player. Right. Yeah. But uh, I think a Josh Giddy or a Alperin Sangoon uh, are better way are, are better players if you're going to go the international route to be quote unquote projects. Because mm-hmm. not, they're not, I look at like a Kai Jones and I think to myself, okay, he only started a third of the games he played in the end in, in college. Yes, he can jump through the ceiling, all of that stuff. But I look at Giddy, and Giddy did, you know, was an all-star in Australia. Sangoon mm-hmm. was the MVP in Turkey. I'm like, they have pedigree of success. They already have a history of success. And because of that, I would much rather build on that confidence that they already have as opposed to, like you said, a two- or three-year project that, yeah, they might be good, but it might take forever, yeah. you know? And, I, mean, uh, I, mean, at- I, mean, I mean, imagine if, if Lucas Homage is paying out right now. You know, we don't know. We still don't know what he's going to do. You know, no knocking him. Look, I, I've been, you know, I'm a, I'm a Luca fan. I think he has what it takes. It just look how we're already, he's going into his fourth season now already. Yeah. And we still season. don't know. We still don't know. And at those type of players, we can't, the Spurs cannot afford to waste time on because every season, every team gets better. Houston's about to get a whole lot better in the draft. 
The yeah. Warriors, they're about to get a whole lot better with Clay's return and possibly doing some damage with their picks and trading up and Wiseman reportedly is out there. They're going to get better. You know, uh, so you get Zion seasoned. John Morant's getting seasoned. You know, the Jazz, you can't tell me they're going to take a step back. They're going to probably be hungrier than ever. Um, so, yeah, you, 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 they got to hurry this up. And I think they no more projects. That's the thing. No more projects. A one-year guy, maybe. Okay, fine. You're, you're Kai Jones. You know, those type of players that maybe their learning curve is shorter. But not this long-term drafting stash. You know, hopefully they'll pan out. They got to nail the drafts now. Unless they're going to tank. Which seemingly, as of right now, this team doesn't want to tank. Um, they're going to have to really do their homework moving forward. Michael, final thoughts on anything we spoke about right here on Locked On Spurs? Yeah, uh, well, that podcast turned dark there, man. Talking about all the different <laughs> teams and how how good they're going to be getting, but this is the biggest off season that the Spurs have had probably in the last twenty five years. Absolutely, just with the fact that they have a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. They have some quality young guys already on the roster. They've got the turnover in the front office. They have all this free agency uh, cap space. Wow. The next six to eight weeks is going to be huge for how the Spurs are going to be turning. And what I would look at is I want the Spurs to either bottom out or shoot for the stars. But if they find themselves in that treadmill of, of 500 ball, that's hard to get out of, man. It, it sounds mm-hmm. good to say, oh, well, being a 500 team is better than being a, a lottery team. No, it's not. I'd rather be the lottery team than the 500 team all yeah. day, as every the, day. As the Hawks, remember back in the 90s, they were that middling team they, yeah, for the they, longest time. It Indiana took them Pacers, a long time. You, Indiana yep. Pacers, Utah Jazz, they got stuck Absolutely. on that treadmill. Mm-hmm. So That's the, but, that's the but, worst uh, the Spurs can do. Yeah, and uh, it's a race to the top or a race to the bottom. Being in the middles Ab- gets, gets you Ab- nowhere. Absolutely. We're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about Becky Hammond getting passed on by Portland Trailblazers? Do you believe what that report via Bleacher Report said? Or are you not, you're not buying it like our guest Michael is? What do you think about Will Hardy leaving San Antonio? And what do you want to see the Spurs address if they were to pick one or the other? A big or three-point shooting? You can let Michael know on Twitter at 210FantasyGod. Make sure to listen to the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio, Sundays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I heard a rumor that the Fantasy Gods might be coming back too, Michael. Is that is that correct? I've been hearing that, that it might come back at the end of July. So what? I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that what? was a popular and show. Yeah. Well, that's how I remembered you from. I remembered you from the Fantasy Gods. So yeah, yeah. and I remember I remember when you first came on Lockdown Spurs, I would mention Fantasy Gods that you told me, you know, like, nah, nah, that's not kind of going rolling right now. But hey, I welcome it back, Michael. I cannot believe that fantasy football is probably what, only eight weeks away or so? Yeah. That's amazing. It's crazy. It's, it's it's fantastic. But uh I I look forward to having you on my show again on the Sunday Sports Grill because this past weekend we learned that you have ink. No, never yeah. would have thought so. Never would have thought exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. And I think our, our mutual friend, John Dyer, even guessed the wrong type of ink. Although that was a very good guess. That was a very, very good guess. Yeah, he guessed that. superhero. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Didn't, but now, now I'm triggered now. Now I'm going to want to do that now. Get those superhero things. Yeah. Michael, stay out of the water. No more bacteria, okay? Because we need you here on Lockdown Spurs. <laughs> we don't need you to get sick anymore. 
Make sure to follow Lockdown Spurs. Thank you, my friend. Make sure to follow Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Doesn't matter. Pick something. Even tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. And right here at the Lockdown NBA Network, we're chasing and we're covering the NBA playoffs all the way up to the finals. And that coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we all can enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So for Michael Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.